Hello, odd spotters, odd spotties, odd spotonites, whatever you want to call yourselves. And welcome to Odd Spots. My name is Ryan Mullen, and this is my podcast. On this episode, I talk to Matt Little. We talk about animation and the different projects he's worked on. We talk about uh, different areas of art that he's been able to make money from and some of his passion projects that he's really into. So, here's the episode. I'm here with Matt. Little Matt, where are we right now? What is around us? What might the noises be that we might hear? Uh, Right now, we are in my office at work at Big Jump Entertainment, Big Jump Studio, Big Jump Productions. I don't know, one of the three. My office is... It's the green office. Every office has its own color. Um, and mine is green for three reasons. One being the wall and the door are green. Uh, I have a bunch of plants everywhere, uh, very green. And I have two gigantic dinosaur stuffies that are also green. Yeah. Yeah, there are a lot of plants. There are tons of stuff. Dana, you have another bear, which you said you also have several bears in here. Uh, I only have the one bear in here, but throughout the office, there are many, many stuffed bears. There are a lot of fun stuff around this office. You just took me on a tour, and there, this, this is a fun zone of like with all the <laughs> Nerf guns you have. Like, I can't imagine going to work and being like, "Wow, I'm going to a place where someone, most people would pay to go to a place like this, where you can just see all these toys and fun." And, <laughs> and see people make art and cool stuff like it's super cool and this is just where you get to go to work every day it is and actually it's funny that you should mention that i have i mean already to jump into a stupid story but uh our place is called big jump yeah um just point that a little bit more like directly towards you absolutely uh our place is called big jump um which doesn't immediately say animation no uh, it's an active thing. Like it works for an animation studio. There's mm-hmm. a lot of funny names for animation studios. There's a little guy on it. It looks like, oh, this looks like an animation yeah. studio when you look at it. Exactly. When you think about it. Mm-hmm. But it also looks like a kid's activity zone. Yeah. Oh, And yeah. if you were to come here, say, and expect that, well, you wouldn't be surprised when you walk in, see a bunch of bright colors, cartoon yeah. characters, Nerf guns on the a table. The cutouts of all these cartoon characters, yeah. So there was a lovely, lovely immigrant family that had a dad and uh, two kids. Yeah. Uh, dad couldn't speak a lick of English. Okay. So all the talking was happening through, I would say, the seven-year-old kid, oh. six-year-old kid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and his little sister. And they were looking for the trampoline jump fun zone that is literally like a block and a half down the street. Sure. Yeah. And they saw this and like, oh, it must be the this place. Big jump. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Big jump. Uh, so they end up somehow they managed to walk into the building while someone else is leaving. Because yeah. when you came in, yeah, there's like a buzzer system mm-hmm. and everything else. If someone was holding it open, you're like, oh, thanks, family who probably knows someone here. Exactly. And the seven-year-old responded, hey, thanks, mister. And then they came all the way upstairs because there's nowhere else to go because all the other doors are locked. And uh, they got up in here and they're like, "Uh, do we go to the IT section where there's just a bunch of boring gray walls and computers? Or do we go to the place with all the colors and fun? Yeah. So once again, they nailed it where it was during a week, probably about a week long, where our front door wasn't working. So they just walk straight in and start walking around the studio. Uh, just Actually huh. doing the, yeah, wow. 100%. Like, is, is this a trampoline place? <laughs> yeah. and, but they're not saying anything because they're yeah, looking yeah. for like, oh, where do you go to enter or pay the money yeah. or anything else like that. How did you like get that? this desk? Where's this game setup studio? <laughs> that you got? You're like, no, no, no. Who are you? 
Exactly. So <laughs> we have this this lovely little family wandering oh. around our studio, and everyone's just like, oh, they're probably here to visit one someone, of the people yeah, that work yeah. here. Exactly. Eventually, someone comes up to them and like, so uh, are you here with someone? Yeah. Is there anything we can help you with? And the kid, so the father's just kind of like shrugging, like, is, yeah. is this the place? I don't know what's going on. Yeah. And the kid's like, the trampolines, are, are they here? We, mm-hmm. we see the Nerf guns, and so it looks all fun. And we just had to explain to them, like, hey, you're in the absolute wrong spot. Like, there's, we have to sign NDAs for everything. So not even like they, sh- you, don't, you don't belong here and it's, you know, whatever, but it's literally like we have private material that no yeah. one should be seeing whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, they're just walking around, no security whatsoever. But we, we you know, escort, the, escort them out and tell them, oh, it's just two blocks down the yeah. way and it's all fine. But it was just wow. a random case of random people. Yeah, miscommunications like that are so easy. And it's so it's such a good like sitcom episode. Like, yeah. It's the best sitcoms where you just have a, one miscommunication and, and it then, just or a simple thing like that, yeah. Uh, I just heard a story from the Algonquin Convocations. Apparently, it's always at the, or now it's at the Canadian Tire Center usually in the summer. And apparently a couple of years ago, a person uh, from another country who didn't really know English too well heard Canadian Tire. And they went to a Canadian Tire oh, thinking God. that's where they were graduating. Uh-huh. And so then, of course, they showed up late crying. And they're like, no, 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 it's okay. You still have time. You're going to you cross the stage. But like, <laughs> to imagine being to a Canadian Tire and looking like at the cashier going in line, like, hey, uh, I'm going to graduate. Exactly. <laughs> like, Where's my what? diploma? Um... Yeah. <laughs> And that's just such a great like premise of like just simple miscommunication. One that's where they immediately get handed a red vest. It's like, yeah, you're hired. Absolutely, yeah, good job. That's the job. Yep. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So this is so awesome to just to see this. Like, actually, this is such a cool spot. It is. It is. Yeah. I went to your other office, and you're saying this one is four times bigger. I mean, that's a a rough guess. Yeah. At least three times. I don't know. It's. uh, It seems like a hard place to get work done. But I mean, but your work is. Fun, fun and also I mean, like a, a lot i understand but exactly it's, it's but we were just talking about seeing all the drawings even in the lunchroom like you can't help but draw all right yeah no like i mean everyone everyone gets into this business because they love cartoons they love mm-hmm. drawing that kind of thing I mean, most people i really shouldn't say that because that's not why i'm here but yeah um no most people just that's all they want to do and at a, a point in my life absolutely that just when I was going through chemistry and stuff, like I, I did two at university. Years at, at university, exactly. And I'm like, uh, I'm spending all of my time not paying attention, not taking notes, just drawing on a binder. I'm like, cool, I probably don't belong here. Yeah. So that's that's what this place is filled with, the people that absolutely love drawing in cartoons and that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's it's a fun place, but it's also like the first thing we hear whenever we tell anyone what we do is wow animation that must be fun yeah exactly and it's like uh, i mean yeah sometimes the it's end really product fun. once you have it you're like i got to do this exactly this is the cool thing that's finally good fun for everyone but making that thing is, is months and months of hell and time and people yeah. telling you what you're doing is not good enough and that's literally how the whole creative industry works yeah <laughs> yeah it makes sense it just it just seems so easy i just saw there's a subreddit be- choosing beggars oh yes you know that one yes where i am well aware it's yeah. a person being like hey uh, design this logo for me and, and the person's like sure just tell me uh like i'll tell you what my rate is when do you need it for they're like oh no I it was gonna be for free i didn't know you were in it for the money and, and it's like <laughs> the guy was like oh well i'll tell my landlord that i'm not paying because they're in it for the money exactly and it's like well that's different because that's where you have to live this is like easy like, this <laughs> is just, how i make my living yeah and idiot. people yeah. just don't understand sometimes even i was just listening to on a podcast like john ham talk about 
his life as an actor where I guess most people are like, oh, that's such an easy lifestyle. But like, you have to go through intense long hours and it's the you have to treat it like a job. But you have to make sure these are getting on the first couple takes or something like that because Absolutely. other people are doing their job and you're trying to get it all done on, on time. You don't want to be the asshole. So it's like it's a privilege of like getting a job like that where you're not doing manual <laughs> labor, but it's still in, mentally intensive and you're yes. going through a lot. Absolutely. Which, I mean, even in its own stupid way, it's physically intensive. Yeah. Like the amount of people in this place with wrist and back issues is yeah. it is working on the, the computers. Interesting. Yeah. Do you guys um I know I was just I, I was saying I was re listening to a podcast where you were on <laughs> another one I did with my friend Jeffrey, the Cassande Chronicle. So I've uh, I was just kinda getting a idea and revamp as to what you guys what you're doing, what you do. And so mm-hmm. when you animate something, you like to rack it out. Yes, right. I mean, do, do you absolutely. see people doing that all over the place, acting out some kind of weird scenarios to look? Uh, at, does it happen? Honestly, as their boss, I wish I saw it you more. Saw it more, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's especially when people are first starting. Like, there's always the people that come into school and they're super gung ho, and you say like, "Hey, go act this out." They're like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah, I'm gonna go. To, I'm gonna do it. Yeah. I'll be awesome. It'll be great." Yeah. And those are the people that I'm gonna be honest tend to be the weaker animators. Mm-hmm. So they, okay. They kind of like overcompensate with enthusiasm. Sure. And you're like, cool. Just dial it back a little bit. And yeah. Just, follow along but then there's then there's the other people that usually like the hidden gems where they're definitely capable they understand the software they understand the technique Mm -hmm. but they're so trapped inside their own head that they don't know how to make it look real okay and the easiest way to do that is absolutely yeah you just got to act it out and see what's actually physically possible or what feels natural and you just forget that simple kind of thing where you're like i see it all the time in other motions and other things but you're not doing it realizing why it does that exactly and i mean like that's there's a reason that not everyone's an actor not everyone's Mm -hmm. an animator and there's definitely crossovers between the two yeah because you you have to be able to get into the character to actually sell what the character is doing Mm -hmm. and i mean musicians exact same thing like you you have to get into it for it to come across as something that's appealing or real Mm -hmm. um and there are always the exceptions the people that are just like stonewall friggin you 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 don't see anything and then they they can animate and it's just like, oh, okay, wow, that's incredible. Hmm. Okay, but yeah. that's the rarity. And most people, the more into it you get, the more you put your body behind it and understand the mechanics and the emotions and everything else, the better it comes out. Do you yeah. have a mirror on your desk yet? Uh, I don't, but I will use the reverse facing camera okay, if yeah. I need to. To yeah. do facial things, right? You, exactly. You said a bunch of Disney people had that on their Oh, desks. absolutely. Yeah, I mean, a, a lot of animators actually, I think if you... When uh, we had just had 10 new people start uh, mm-hmm. for animation on the show we're working on. Um, and yeah, the first thing I said for the first week they're going to be here doing training is like either bring a camera or bring a mirror. Because yeah. I absolutely want to see you guys acting this stuff out and, and getting into it. Because if they don't start doing it now, people just fall into the bad habits. And I was absolutely guilty of this. Yeah. I, now that I have to look over other people's stuff and I'm responsible for them, I, f- I find like I'm bringing them into my office and I'm acting their scene out for them. Mm-hmm. So they actually like, here's what you animated and the head will just be bobbing yeah. around and there'd be like 17 arm actions. Yeah, and does just this be... look normal? <laughs> exactly. It's like, is this what a human being looks like? As uh, for those that aren't looking at what yeah. I'm doing, just yeah. randomly gyrating limbs and yeah. things popping and going everywhere. <laughs> and then, you know, you show them like, oh, this is how a person would say this or that, like, here's a real way to present this. And I'm like, oh yeah, that makes sense. I don't know why I didn't do that. I'm like, because you didn't do it. Yeah. Um, you guys have worked on some pretty ridiculous and absurd shows with like concepts like F is for Family or um, Brickleberry or yes. Animals, things that have like crazy things going on in them. What are some of the weirdest notes you've had to give someone where you're like, wow, I'm actually saying these words to make this happen more like that? Like I, I've, I've heard some absurd ideas. Can you think of any off the top um, of your head? 
Uh, the most recent one, mm-hmm. um, last year we finished season one of Trailer Park Boys. Yeah, that's so cool. I haven't checked it out yet. but uh, Yeah, that, it's on Netflix. That, Go I check it out. should check that out, yeah. My name is somewhere in there. <laughs> yeah, nice. Uh, and um, I had to give a note for more penis waggle uh, because Ricky was uh, hanging from a, uh, a container that was being carried by a crane, uh, and he got his pants attached to the door. Okay. And he's swinging as this crane is driving through town as cops are following him. And because his pants are basically pulled down, his dick is just out and wagging. Okay. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah. Wow. That is, that's such a weird <laughs> thing. Like you're, <laughs> that is for your job to make that more waggly. 100%. And so the kicker with, with dicks and animation is, especially like the shows working on now is we have to fully animate those things. Yeah, even people though, aren't doing that out in the office, right? They're not acting that out. To no, 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 one, no one's no one's whipping out their dick and <laughs> running like, around. I need to get the real. <laughs> is this a dick waving expression? Let me look at my face while I do this. Yeah. Uh, no, no one's doing that. But uh, I mean, there's other ways to practice that too. Just let your arm go limp and wag it around a bit. Yeah. But, okay. <laughs> um, oh man, what was I going to say? Now, damn, oh, you cut me off with sorry. your laughs. No, <laughs> um. Oh, crap. Shit, yeah, whatever. Okay. <laughs> it's fine. Maybe we'll rescue it later. Um, About the, in the show? Are they working on it now? Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Mm, it's gone. Yep. Well, okay. Well, I'll go to the next thing and maybe we'll think about <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, it'll um, probably fly back in my head. One thing that I wanted to get to was one thing that really stood out that yeah. you had mentioned was you have spent you spent once one year or roughly a year doing drawing commissions for furries. Okay, yes. I... That, that yes, I got yes, made your yes. living. I uh, I mean I paid my rent paid and bills rent. and not for a year. No, okay. definitely definitely way too much. But uh, okay. at least for a, a few months, yeah. That is. How do you get into that? Do you know? Do you meet them in real life, or do you just find the community online? I mean, so let's break down what a furry is. Sure. Before we yeah. Go sorry. Notes. Yeah. I'm already two yeah. steps ahead. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely a safe assumption these mm-hmm. days. People know what furries are, but for those that don't, uh, furries are one of two things are a combination of so one is either there are people that like to dress up in furry costumes yeah um and they like to go to conventions and meet up and that kind of stuff and then there's the more artsy side of it uh, where there are people that like to more so role play or create what are called fursonas which are furry fursonas, fursonas. Uh-huh. Oh my fursonas. Yeah. uh and they'll they'll draw characters Any good pun it doesn't matter where uh-huh. you are or fursona okay yes yeah. uh, that's not a pun sir that is, is that a, not that is a portmanteau oh okay well i guess i don't even know the puns that i think i think that's a I portmanteau mean, yeah oh, well i guess i portmanteau a lot yes it is a combination oh. of two words that flows perfectly oh yeah. okay now you know thank you yeah Okay. Here to educate on yeah, everything. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, so yeah, furries, that's, furries are one of those two things. And definitely there's a lot of crossover. So a lot of people that'll do the art side of things or the commission side of things will also have their own costumes and stuff. By the way, those costumes, like thousands of dollars. They are so expensive. Oh, really? Yes. That um, makes sense. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, those are like a labor of love for a lot of people or even for people that do commissions, which is people making costumes for money. But anyway, so I got into the art side of it. Yeah. Um, basically, out of high school, it was... I was like a DeviantArt kid, so I was online sharing art, drawing anime, doing that kind of stuff. Okay, and yeah. The there's a lot of blurred lines between anime and furry community okay, when it yeah, comes to sure. art online. Yeah. So I just ended up falling into it. It was fun to draw, like it, just in terms of when you're drawing people all the time, you get tired of the same colors 
every mm-hmm. single time because like there are the accepted skin tones yeah. that make sense and generally the accepted hair hair colors and that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and then the furry community is like you want to be a, a purple and chartreuse draft okay, okay yeah. cool yeah go for it and like cool that sounds fun to draw why not yeah yeah and then you just because also for me like i'm so used to drawing people at that point i'm like it makes more sense i i can't draw four-legged animals to save my life but i can draw an animal that looks like a two-legged person no problem okay yeah (laughs) interesting yeah and i just i don't know i thought it was cool and i got into it um never been to a convention never never owned a suit never yep nothing like that like what about comic-con like any convention absolutely you mean specifically furry furry convention convention. exactly uh and they definitely go to all sorts of conventions yeah um but yeah, so um, I got into it. Wow. I enjoyed it. I've definitely made a few personas. Uh, <laughs> For def- yourself? Yeah. Cause, okay. Uh, just because it was, it was fun and to be part of the community, it's like... Was it with your unicorn head that you wore at a wedding? <laughs> no. No? no. <laughs> that is way later thing. in life. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, nowhere near the furry community anymore. That was at a and d themed wedding that I was the photographer at. That was... And everyone was in very, very <laughs> like... Accurate looking, like Lord of the Rings Medieval style times, and I'm yeah. in a hot pink suit with a bright pink unicorn head. Oh yeah, you stood out. It, yeah. was, it was great. Those that pictures cool. are awesome. Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> I'm so glad they weren't pissed. It was such a gamble. Oh, you okay? Yeah, it's very possible. Yeah, yeah. even even like I I wasn't too worried that the the bride and groom were gonna be pissed, mm-hmm. but the rest of their family and stuff. Yeah, I'm like. Ugh whatever let's go for it yeah i know i think that was a good call was <laughs> but fun. anyway so yeah I, I got in the furry community when i was a kid and then uh i kept doing like there's a point where you just need to make money sometimes and the furry community unlike a lot of communities they pay really really well to artists they really appreciate it they do they very much appreciate it more so than almost any other sphere where you're dealing with artist commissions huh. and there's there's absolutely like just a business yeah like, huh, and there's people. people that absolutely just do it as a business too because if you become good enough and popular enough you can you can absolutely i mean beyond pay your rent you can make a hell of a living doing furry commissions if you're good enough wow that makes um, sense yeah exactly huh. So yeah, but that's they're super appreciative. They love it so much, but they're also hyper specific with what they want. Uh, they will push your boundaries in a lot of ways. So like, there's the there's the fetish part of the community and the non fetish part of the community. Yeah, and there's definitely artists that just do like the clean, happy, cutesy stuff, and there's the artists that go like deep into the friggin' weird stuff, like the vor gore and all the other rest of it. The dark arts. That yes, the absolute dark arts. Things like slime monsters drowning you while fucking you simultaneously. What? Yeah, this is there's weird corners. That is, and what they've done to Sonic. Oh my God! You think oh. the movie is bad? No, no, you haven't seen anything. But uh, well, I'm, yeah. I'm kind of glad. Yeah, <laughs> but there's corners of it that are super sweet, super cool, and a lot of fun. I did like the softcore porn side of things. Okay. So yeah, dicks and tits and mild penetration, but uh, boobs are fun to draw boobs are great to draw yeah yeah those are some of my favorite things lips are my favorite thing to draw lips but boobs are pretty cool what are some of the best lips you've drawn i, I don't know is there specific it's just something yeah. you just like the what is it the waviness of it or what is uh i don't know it, it's it's one of those things so like lips and eyes with an eyebrow like those two things even separate from each other they can convey emotion without anything else being attached to it so you can you can get a lot of character and a lot of expression and a lot of just out of like a simple part of a face. So when I'm doodling or whatever, half the time I'll just doodle lips because mm. it's fun. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. What were some of your biggest 
shows growing up that really got you into like recreating it was dragon ball z that was a big one yes but what else is like near that you said goku specifically though a lot it was just something about him that made you like want to recreate it i mean i it was net i i love dragon ball i love dragon ball z mm-hmm. when i was when i was growing up also sailor moon too yeah okay so like a lot of anime influence for sure um but yeah dragon ball z was the one i'm like cool i want to draw these things so yeah. uh yeah so i just it, goku was the coolest character yeah i guess that was it it wasn't even specifically anything about his design just cool hero cool story not too hard to draw so much reference so i'm just like cool i'm gonna start tracing these and then start drawing my own and hmm. i actually used to do like poster size drawings myself when i was a kid because my oh, dad yeah, yeah wow. my dad would come home with uh, uh he he was a a cat scan tech uh and sometimes x-ray tech and after uh you do an x-ray there'd be like this backing cardboard so there's these giant cardboard wow, pieces okay, you just bring cool. those home for me and i draw all over those with markers and stuff. nice yeah that's so the, cool. That's one of the first things I remember drawing, like actually seriously trying to draw something cool specifically, not just doodling, doing kid doodles and coloring, that kind of stuff. I remember one time when I was a kid, I was at my friend's house and we were playing a version of Yu-Gi-Oh where it was through a maze. Okay. And so you had to move your card through a maze because it's based off the show. Maybe it was our own just kid version. That sure. wasn't like a real thing. But um, yeah. so my friend added a permanent black marker and started drawing the maze on his, gra- on his ground in on his floor in his room oh my god and we're probably like nine or ten and i'm like is this okay <laughs> and he's like yeah 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 <laughs> and then his mom came in the room like what and are lost you doing and i'm like well it was fun while we had the maze on the ground and we were playing our game yeah, but absolutely. this makes sense this reaction and i'm like i don't know <laughs> exactly he, i mean it's not your fault cool. yeah, yeah but i had a great time that's hilarious you know he totally blamed you as soon as you oh. left too Nah, they had their own issues. I, I'm pretty sure they knew it wasn't me. <laughs> okay, that's good. That's good. <laughs> that was actually one of the same. Uh, that was the same place. Probably not the same time, but when I had, I had an imaginary friend when I was younger, I had okay, one. Cool. His name was Bobby. Nice. But, like, I, I never knew what he looked like. It was just the idea of one. I think sure. I, I think I wanted one because I'd heard other kids had that. Yeah. So I would. I brought him to. Wait, hold on. You had an imaginary, imaginary friend. K- kind of. Where? <laughs> yeah. It's like. I would like be like, oh, I'm, I'll bring Bobby to Liam's. That was this, my friend's name. Sure. And then when I left, I got home. And I was like, Mom, I left Bobby at Liam's. She's like, we're not going back and saying we're grabbing your friend. <laughs> I'm like, she's like, just imagine him coming back. I'm like, oh, okay. Imagine him with really long legs. He just yeah. caught up. <laughs> he just, yeah, uh, yeah like um, Jake from Adventure Time. Yes, he just exactly. like stretched across. <laughs> Uh, you had actually helped design my business card that I've used. And yeah. the trade we were going to do was I was going to help make a video for <laughs> your board game that you were making. or making. We've never done that. How it, is how has that gone? Or have you done, finished that project? It, or is, it is definitely not it's done. It's not finished, but... And it's definitely not gone. It is it's, just on a shelf okay. of things that I would love to do okay. and finish and just have never actually found the time to do it, which is a lazy excuse. Oh. But it's one of those things, like, I get home after work, and the last thing I want to do is draw and think. Yeah. Because that's my life at work. For so, sure. Yeah. And but so no. it's, the, it's too close to your actual job, this hobby, this new <laughs> this idea of creating just another world and drawing the new world and coming up with the stats and facts and rules. Uh, exactly. Like, rules I mean, are hard <laughs> to make your own rules. Rules are my favorite You part. like them. Oh, rules. Okay. I mean, I yeah. don't. I don't think anyone makes a game without, no, no, sure. without yeah. liking rules. But yeah. No, I, the rules are my favorite part, and I have. I have basically a little more than a skeleton. I have like a skeleton and a muscular system for this game. <laughs> okay. So there's there's stuff that drives it, and it works, and it functions. It just needs it needs that that layer on top that makes it a little more fun. It makes it a little more unique. Just okay. That, that skin on top, and I know the theming I want to go with it. Um, 
Oh, I guess it, to explain, I might as well. Do you have a, or at least point. like some kind of, you don't have to go through the, every detail. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Like spoil it or give it away. Yeah. So someone else takes it, they go quicker. Nah, no, but like, fine. what is it like similar to game style wise? Um, I mean, there's a, lo- a lot of games that are doing this kind of mechanic now. When I was coming up with the idea first, there definitely wasn't as many. Mm-hmm. So, you know, okay. I'm, I'm late to the game. It's yeah. happened a few times in my life. But um, so it's a, it's a maze builder. So you start okay. basically with a deck of cards um, and those get spread out between the probably three or four players playing mm-hmm. and uh basically everyone rolls a die however many uh whatever the number is you roll that's how many cards you lay down and you actually build those as like a pathway in the maze okay and as you're going around people can build off your pathway and they can create their own and they can make loops and circles and that kind of stuff hmm. and eventually so that's the first part of the game is you make the maze oh. second part of the game is you enter the maze oh cool and as you're yeah. going through it you're flipping cards for whatever one you land on when you flip it a thing happens obviously mm-hmm. um and what you're doing is you're searching for the chalice if you get the chalice and you escape the maze you win the game cool um there's two cards that you flip uh there's a bunch of cards that you flip but two that really matter and one is uh the minotaur Mm -hmm. and he's basically out there he moves around the board and tries to fuck up your day and steal a chalice back from you okay yeah and then the other one is the chalice but these two cards look the exact same they are minotaur chalice cards uh so the first one you flip is always the minotaur and the second one you flip is going to be the chalice okay so now uh you're while you're trying to search and find this thing before it's even flipped, this thing is trying to chase you down and kill you and bring you back to the beginning of the maze. Wow, yeah. Yeah. And that's, that sounds that's I would sounds like I want to play that. Just based off the premise. Yeah. Right. And cool. the the one kicker that makes it actually really, really fun and keeps the whole thing balanced is the Minotaur is always controlled by the person that is doing the worst. Yeah. Okay. So it's always in their best interest and they always get full control over the most huh. powerful thing in the game. So even when you're losing yeah you get to have the most fun okay and that's the premise huh interesting yeah. that's a cool idea uh, it kind of reminded me when you were saying flipping over and going through it it mm-hmm. reminded me of this game i really like i have it's called betrayal house on the hill yes where like you're building the house as you go through it yep. and uh, it's always different every time where you're flipping it and you're all the different layers and you have your different story and then halfway through you get like a, your own separate new adventure exactly new story yep. and uh, it's, yeah that's cool yes well, i like that yeah, and I, 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 one day I will do something with it. It's there. Like I, like I said, I have the, all those rules set and everything makes sense, but I just need to do basically character cards is what I want to do next. Yeah. So each each person can choose what kind of character they want to use, and yeah. they get a, an advantage and a disadvantage for choosing that character. And cool. then once I have that, it's just some art, and we'll see what happens. How many things do you – or do you have ideas for shows? Because usually you're just kind of – given the shows here right like and they're really cool opportunities but you don't get to have the creative freedom of making your own characters would you want to do that or are you happy working with someone else's ideas and getting to i mean working with someone else's ideas is definitely how i get paid so yeah i mean that's fine with that exactly and and you're getting given a lot of cool stuff exactly and i yeah i have the privilege of working on a lot of adult comedy Mm -hmm. shows and not a lot of the little kids annoying tv shows which we can go into later. Let's count how many apples there are. <laughs> exactly. Let me deadpan stare at this camera for five minutes and wait for you to answer the question I'm asking. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Ugh. Anyway. Um, <laughs> now I lost no, that I sounds, that sounds very difficult to go through that. No, sorry. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but ideas that I had. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, so I, I've... I've bandied about a couple ideas in my head. It's mm-hmm. that's one of the things that I haven't done as much legwork on actually getting an idea out. I have some ideas, but nothing that's really fleshed out okay. completely. Um, I, all I know is that 
if I do make one, I want to literally make it the easiest goddamn thing to animate. Yeah, okay. For whoever would end up making the show if yeah. they do. So okay. like everything's going to be a hovering sphere or something stupid like that. <laughs> so no one has to worry about doing walk cycles and okay. big turnarounds and crazy actions and Interesting. Okay, yeah. that's intentional. Yeah, like kind of South Parkish of like the so easy that they could do it in a week. Exactly. Yeah. Something, something that is so stupid and so easy, but actually still drives the premise of the show mm-hmm. that it's both user friendly and animator friendly. Well, yeah. it's interesting. I'd heard a, a bunch of my friends who were in the animation program were all before they started working on animals, they all started kind of talking crap of the design of it. So they didn't <laughs> like it. And meanwhile, I'm like looking at the list of comedians on it. And I'm like, this sh- is on HBO. I'm like, this yes. show must be awesome. And I'm just thinking of it as a show of yep. like, I yep. just, I don't care about what it looks like. I love King of the Hill. And <laughs> whenever my old roommate Jerry would walk by, he'd be like, it, it doesn't look good. And now he's appreciated it, what it is. Yep. But originally looking at it, I guess maybe when you go through school, you get some kind of idea of what true art or animation should be. Well, to me, I'm like, it's the story. It's the humor, the characters. It's not so much. I don't want it to look like it's on Microsoft Paint. I don't need YouTube yes. videos like that anymore. Sure. But yeah. I, ultimately it doesn't need to be the most beautiful looking thing for it to be a good show that is the my one of my favorite parts about like adult comedy about primetime mm-hmm. shows is it does not matter at all what yeah. it looks like is is the timing there yeah is the acting there is the writing there mm-hmm. and does does that come across in the animation what it actually looks like in terms of the drawings is completely irrelevant as long as it actually matches the story so it's animals a, is a great example that's a great that. example okay yeah of like it not being too hard or too like animals like the difficulty with animals was the way we had to do it um because we use a program called harmony and mm-hmm. that is uh it's all vector based typically so okay. for those that don't don't know what vector based means or what vectors are um it means that uh, like if you're doing a logo for something, you typically mm-hmm. want to do it in vector because vector means that it's just a bunch of math. It's not pixels. Um, so when you need to say, oh, I need this billboard that's 18 feet wide yeah. and I need to use the logo on it, you're like, cool, yeah, here you go. And just infinitely size it to whatever you need, print it out. You'll have okay, no loss. Yeah. It won't be blurry or anything yeah. else like that where if you take a JPEG mm-hmm. and you stretch that to shit, then it looks awful. Yeah. So uh, animals, um, every character has as weirdly and crappily drawn as they are, they all have a whole lot of texture on them, making them look grungy and dirty and hairy. More like that. Okay. (laughs) Exactly. And you can't do that in vector because those are like painterly effects. Those are things that you would paint. Okay. So we had to figure out how to do this show with bitmap images in a vector program. And basically in order to do this show at 4k, which most shows are done now, we had to make these rigs out of these gigantic bitmap images. Otherwise things would look really, really stretched and weird and gross Mm. and blurry, which no one can watch TV for. Yeah. Okay. So like this just, it killed our computers. We, we chugged through everything. So like animating it was super painful because of that reason. Whereas if it was all just vector based, then it would have been the easiest show to animate but everything every show has its own hurdle yeah um your, your last name is little do you have any relation to Stuart little oh fuck you <laughs> <laughs> every oh man since grade school i have probably been getting that goddamn question uh and when did that come out Oh, oh man! I mean, the books have been out oh, even longer. Oh, I, anyway, I don't, I don't know the books too, yeah. too well. Yeah, so like, <laughs> I, I, mean, just... I think the books is like from the '80s. So, Where are the like... other famous littles that you get? <sighs> Little John. 
Uh, yeah, yeah. Do you actually. get all the lils of like rappers? Lil, lil no, no, Did no. Call I, you lil Matt Lil. No, definitely okay, not. Yeah. No, I'm not cool enough. <laughs> yeah, lil lil. Yeah, lil lil. <laughs> lil oh. little. Just lil lil. Perfect. <laughs> That's my name now. Lil lil. Uh, no, no, I never gotten that. Um, who else did I get? Uh, yeah, there's not a lot. No, of, that's of why that was my, my go-to. <laughs> yeah. What it is great for though is branding, and I, at some point I need to create my own thing because I can use the shit out of my name for all yeah, sorts of branding. Definitely. Yeah, that's a good idea. And you're like, is that really a last name? Oh, we are the yeah, little. Believe it or not, yeah. Um, one thing that I remembered earlier today was uh, probably a couple of years ago. Yeah. You had a show that you would do at lunch <laughs> called One Two Three Lunch, right? Was that uh, it? Yes, One Two Three Lunch. Or sorry, no, three, two, one, three, lunch. Three, two, one, lunch. Okay, yeah, because it's sorry. like launch. Yeah. Oh, okay. I did not even get That's that. That's cool. Yeah. Three, two, one, and, lunch. And we ate in the in the launch pad. You know? Oh my god! Yeah. yeah. So you would film that on Facebook Live. Yes. And just chat with anyone that that wanted to chat, and sometimes people would come in. I'd see like my friends like Andreas like pop in the office and like yes. eat like a salad. I think. Yep. Yeah. So it was yeah <laughs> me and my friend Mike, both of us who work here at Big Jump. Uh, we had a little bit of time. We were in a slow production and yeah. So every time or every day for lunch, we would, or every couple of days for lunch, we would sit down in our office. Uh, he would pop a webcam on his computer, uh, basically facing him directly. Yeah. And, uh, so he would be like the, the Conan O'Brien and I would be the Andy on the seat. Yeah. So basically barely off screen except for my hands. Yeah. Um, I was basically just a hand for the entire thing. And yeah, we'd, uh, we'd have guests come in, which basically <laughs> consisted of the people that we worked with or yeah. other people Having in the industry. Also. Exactly. And we would just all obnoxiously eat our lunch, discuss what our lunches were. um talk about what we wanted to have for lunch talk about what the perfect craft dinner was like just bullshit topics whatever came up yeah that's a fun thing to do it's that's what i'm doing right now i'm just having a fun show that if you want to listen to i don't really care i'm just it's fun to do it exactly to make the time where i am not on my phone for an hour i get to talk to someone like we wouldn't have just hung out for an hour at your office that is is 100 (laughs) percent true so this is a kind of it's a fun excuse to get to have something like that or to be the host of a show when how fucking sad is that you need an excuse to do that no i know exactly it's crazy and this is the way that you get to have these things where i get to yeah talk uh, that, I try to make this an hour because I'm not a professional broadcaster and the people I'm having on aren't professionals like yes. most podcasts I listen to I love when they're like three hours I'm like oh near the hour two two and a half that might be even that's where the good stuff is yep. because it took that long to get to that point in the uh, conversation I completely agree mm-hmm. I mean like Joe Rogan podcast and all of those spinoff podcasts sure, yeah. basically those are those are my jam yeah. absolutely um, I gotta give props though to one YouTube channel for mm-hmm. figuring out how to do what Joe Rogan does mm-hmm. in 15 minutes. Well, really? That is hot ones. Oh, you're right. Absolutely. And the reason yeah, he uh, did yeah. that is he puts them under duress. Yes. Without actually making them feel threatened. Yeah. And it is the most brilliant a, goddamn idea. You're, you're right. Ever. That's a big inspiration for this show of like trying to come up with questions that someone go wow, what a good question. Like, those yeah. are the questions I want to try to get. That's what Nardwar always gets is people being like, how do you know that? Like, yeah. <laughs> they, and they bond with him on that show and because he goes through it with them and they, he makes friends with all these people because they went through it together. They went through war together. And exactly. Like, how did you do that also? And then you're talking and doing so well and you're doing War it. in a chicken wing. It yeah. is brilliant. Oh, it, it's one of my favorite shows. I was watching it yeah. today. Like nice. the, new, the new episode that came out. Uh, I'm not going to say which one that is because I don't know fair. when this is going to be released. <laughs> I'm trying not to keep these two uh, dates. They are all good. Go yeah. watch them. Rachel Ray is one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. Okay. If I had to say one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, my go-tos are Burt Kreischer and Pete Holmes, but those that's because they're my go-to comedians. So. Uh, they are both great comedians. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, that's yeah, that's definitely a huge inspiration for me to try to like just get someone because even the people like I, I was just watch, rewatching the Broad City one with those girls because I just started Didn't watching that one. show, and they were yeah they just used this. Tell them like, hey, this is a great. This was a great time. Even though I went through hell, this idea is funny. I know watching me on fire is funny. Yes, you can appreciate it. Exactly. No, and I am so proud of them for continuously taking that bullet every single episode, going yeah. all the way to the end. That guy's gonna have health problems. He must. Probably. He's got to have someone step in at some point and take over. He, you can only do that for so many years before you destroy your colon, <sighs> right? Yeah, but he's a big part of it. It being him. I mean, the same things every time. I don't know. You're right. You can get someone else. There's yeah, or I mean, or you retire the thing and you let it be what it is, which oh, I think is the classic. They've already done it do enough. It. Like, yeah. Or they it probably will. Yeah, that's true. I feel like that's most of what I wanted to cover with animation. Have you ever thought about? I know you're also really into video games. Yeah, totally. And that's. I mean, it's another game aspect. Have you thought of putting animation into a game or anything like that? Do you have? Have I you mean, ever thought of that? I, um, I used to design levels for Mario, and I'm not even anything. <laughs> I, I, they wouldn't even be real. I was, I was like such a bad drawer. Have you done anything like that? Um, I, for a little bit, I dabbled with the idea. Uh, I mean, I worked in the gaming industry for all of like six months. Uh, yeah. Because one of my friends, Ian. Yeah. Uh, who you can also hear on the Cassandra Chronicles. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I he got me a job at one of his places. I wasn't a good fit for it though, because no. I needed someone that that knew uh, backgrounds and layouts okay more than i did but i was you know, i figured i'd get a shot yeah um but i never um as much as i love video games i never really thought about getting into them making them no it was a question that like my dad and stuff was asking me was like mm-hmm. when you're going to school like why are you going to animation why don't you make video games that's what yeah. you do with all your life and yeah like, uh, i don't want to code is probably okay. one of the bigger things but mm-hmm. just in terms of like designing a game or doing animation for it i would do animation for it if the right job came along but i'm just i'm happy playing them and i think I think if you asked me like 10 years ago, do you want to go into video games? I'd be like, yes, 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 I do. Absolutely. But now being in animation and that being a thing I like, but now getting the behind the scenes look at it. For sure. Uh, I don't want to say animation spoils animation for me, but in some ways it definitely does. Like as soon as you peek behind the curtain, you're like, every show I watch, I can nitpick a lot of things. I cannot watch my own shows. No. No, I can't. You haven't watched any of them? Uh, outside of literally watching them every day for a year no, yeah. and a half straight like with your friends. doing them. Like just, have you had anything like that? Like, I, like a I mean, family? They haven't wanted to like, put it on, watch FS for family together? I will not do it. <laughs> they they can absolutely watch it. They can tell me they love it yeah. or hate it. I, yeah. I have no, no bearing on it, but I physically cannot watch it. It causes wow. me pain. Wow. Yeah. I see every single mistake that is in that thing. You get no joy. No joy. Really? Because when the, I have a project that I'm proud of, I like to rewatch it. I like to, <laughs> I like to see that. And even if there is a flaw, I'm like, ah, fix that yeah next time i do something i don't know so like this podcast i yeah. will definitely listen back to it yeah 100 there's okay. no doubt and other things like my artwork some of it i don't want to go back to and look at but other okay. stuff within a certain range of my ability i'll, I'll go back and look and enjoy it. like oh that was a great picture i, I miss you know, i miss drawing that or whatever mm-hmm. um but when it comes to animation like it's such a slog there's there's so many moments where you're just grinding it out and you don't you don't care necessarily about like, is this perfect? And as yeah. soon as you stop caring about whether or not it's perfect and whether or not you actually care about it, hmm. then you just kind of, you let go. And like, this this is no longer, this is about the paycheck in this moment. And yeah. then when you're at the end looking at this thing that you made, and you're like, hey, I'm finally through it. It's awesome. I made it. Look at this thing I made. And then you see, oh, there's a paycheck moment. Oh, there's a paycheck moment. And it just, really? it cheapens wow. it for me. Yeah. Interesting. So yeah, you're happy that that didn't do that for video games. Like you didn't have to exactly. look at a video game and be like, oh, this and that. Or ever try to play your game again? Exactly. Yeah. No. So video games, I just get to enjoy them as the medium they are. Yeah. 
as opposed oh. to knowing too much and then being like, oh, this is actually a shitty game for these 17 reasons. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. I've had that a little bit with, I guess, being in TV broadcasting, seeing that with any any TV show or movie, knowing an idea of how what it took to get to that point or that place. Absolutely. And I mean, like, I, I get, obviously, a bit of that, too. Yeah. I get the... It's almost... A, it's similar to live action in some ways, and then it's its, its own thing in a lot of ways. But uh, just learning how how to cut a show how mm-hmm. things move how cameras move uh how people treat characters and how people treat staging and acting and yeah even watching tv shows animation has absolutely affected me have you ever tried actually using a real puppet and being a puppeteer because that's what i've heard a lot of comparison <laughs> of animation right it's like your puppet your yes. little guy have you ever tried being a real puppeteer uh i've never done any no. puppeteering whatsoever Probably you could do it at a school for that <laughs> i absolutely uh there's some very specialized programs in this world yeah. um and goddamn jim henson is a god yeah. and Every every animator likes the Muppets, period. Mm-hmm. And I mean, mo- I think most people like the Muppets regardless, but a lot of people don't realize why. And that is like the amount, it's, it's not just like the charm and the stories that they're telling. It's literally like the physical motion of how they handle those puppets and their timing and how they do lip sync and how they manage to to pantomime expression without having any power to show expression huh it's insane yeah. so like kermit he doesn't yeah. have any eyebrows he can't blink his eyes okay he what can't, you usually use exactly he can't even look with his eyes <laughs> yeah. everything he can barely even move his arms and what he does is like attached to a stick but no one cares huh. because the timing on every single thing they do really? is perfect. Interesting. Like animation lip sync, when we're doing lip sync for uh, for a scene, mm-hmm. and we got to make the character look like they're talking uh, realistically, they we have 10 mouth drawings usually, somewhere around there. It can be a little bit more, it can be a little bit less. But we have those and we can swap between them to try and hit the, the mouth sounds for each part of a word. Um, and we get a lot done that way. And we definitely cut corners and cheat. So when someone's talking really fast, we don't do a mouth drawing for every single one of those sounds and vowels. We pick and choose the ones that are going to be best in that moment that might be between two of the sounds okay. they're making or that's the more extreme one or the smaller one. Huh. And we kind of go by feel. And when you get used to it, you can do a really good job with that. Um, but the Muppets, they have open, half open, and closed. Yeah. And yet when you're watching a Muppet, you're like, Oh man, they're saying this thing. Like they are, they are acting it out. You're feeling it, and like hmm. there is few, uh, there's few things that uh, a lot of animators should really, really appreciate and study and watch than the Muppets. Really, yeah, interesting. What do you? I got. It was cool walking around uh, this office, seeing people having something else on while they were working. I, I love seeing like another thing on because yeah. I do that when I'm at work. I always have a totally. podcast on or uh, hot ones or some kind of video that's always just helping me kind of stay sane while I'm working on Absolutely. something. And I'm always interested to see what people have on. Do you, um, one time, I remember hearing on some Rooster Teeth podcast where Monty Ohm used to have Avatar playing on his screen at like <laughs> 25% yes. speed. Yes. Do you have that? Or is that a real thing that like, you, is helpful to really see how something's being done in like, by a professional, by a real professional? Uh, I, I, I do something similar all mm-hmm. the time um, where it's not just the scenes that I'm looking at, but... Like I'll, I'll be on LinkedIn and people will post like their own animations, like professionals in other parts, like Disney mm-hmm. animators or whatever, and they'll post their stuff. And if I can, what I can, it's called frame fucking. Okay. Uh, it's literally where you just grab your arrow keys and you start tapping individually sure, yeah. through things yeah. to actually really break down how they're doing it. Wow. Uh, we call it frame fucking because usually that's what like 
your bosses, what the producers or showrunners or uh, sometimes me, your director, that kind of mm -hmm. thing will do to animators where they're like, cool, I'm going to really scrub through this and nitpick every single thing. Oh, wow. Okay. So that's why they call it frame fucking. But uh, so, yeah, no, I'll do that to every good piece of animation that I have the ability to. Hmm. I will just tap through that thing and just be like, uh, where are your key poses? How how did you hit this body pose? Uh, hmm. How are you getting from, what's your breakdown pose for this? How are you getting from this position to this position? Uh, what's your timing you, is a big one too. Like how many drawings are you skipping between this whole action and it okay. still works yeah. because the, the motion's so fluid and it's so fast, but it's still all there. Like there's there's incredible people out there and yeah. What are you, does it matter about if the project, whatever the project is, because then you're basing it off of a certain type of style or do you have go-to people or, or studios or shows that you use as reference? Oh, for for me, like it, if I'm looking for specific reference for my show, then yeah, I'm gonna find I'm, I'm gonna look at similar something in things. the same genre. Exactly, but in general, like if I just see anything that's good and mm -hmm. I can get my hands on it enough to just tap through it, like what? Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. What are you using right now? Uh, I mean, so many things. Like it, that's it. Like mm -hmm. it, it's it's anything. Any okay. any video I come across uh, that is animated okay. that is cool, 3D or 2D animation does not matter. I, I'm gonna just watch it and break it down if I have five minutes to do so so actually i think my biggest source right now is linkedin just people that are posting oh, okay. their own animation works because yeah. they'll, they'll post like raw files so like if it's a 3d animation they'll just post like a maya render they have of a grayscale model which is really great because i can just i can see the entire silhouette i'm not distracted by any texture or color or flowing anything else you just see the core mechanics of what they're doing like that's that's super cool have you seen how much uh animation is being used in like rap videos have yes, you noticed that? I have actually. <laughs> what have you thought about that? Like style, like Jared does a lot of that. Yeah, I was gonna say it's like obviously we, mm -hmm. we both know yeah. someone that does that. Yeah. Um, it's it's interesting actually. It's it's also showing up a lot in gifs too. Oh uh, yeah. So like online, so it's it's a, it's a similar style. It's like it's effects heavy. Mm -hmm. So it's like people are rotoscoping effects on top of live action people. As rotoscoping. Well. Yeah. That's the word. Rotoscoping. Okay. So like uh, moving it around their body. Uh, so basically, yeah. So classic rotoscoping. Have you ever seen uh, Scanner Darkly? No. Okay. Uh, how about Heavy Metal? Uh, I've seen the South Park episode. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Major uh, boobage. Yes, absolutely. But uh, so there's a lot of movies um, and, or scenes in movies. Uh, Scanner Darkly is a great example of it. Okay. Um, where you basically film the entire thing and then you throw out the film and someone traces over top of all of it and oh. makes it a cartoon. Like uh, Tom goes to the mayor. I haven't seen that. Oh, okay, but probably. that's uh, like the one of the uh, first Tim and Eric type things. Sure, where they originally took photos mm -hmm. of each of the people in different positions, and then they had them being that's like, drawn. Different. Oh, okay. Yes. So if they're taking photos of them and they cut them up and make like kind puppets, of, yeah, okay, like, that's like Angela Anaconda style. Oh, that's actually yeah. that's that's like uh, that is actually just legit animation at that point. Okay. So this is more like you take existing footage and you yeah, trace yeah. every single frame of Sorry, that footage. yeah yeah okay a little yeah. different okay yeah. oh but yeah that just reminded me of that i didn't even watch that show i just saw <laughs> stuff right behind the scenes of it because at the time i was like that's too weird looking for me <laughs> yeah it definitely couldn't, comes across couldn't handle things. it then i'm like oh it's from the mind of two weirdos <laughs> two incredible weirdos yeah yeah exactly yeah. uh all right so i think we're actually gonna wrap up about now but the way that i wrap up is i get the guests to pick okay. the the way the, the way we're ending so I'm gonna. Here's a list of them. Uh, don't read them out. I'll just tell me which one you'd like to do, and then I'll tell you what we're doing for that ending. Okay. Uh, right. Don't read these out. No, no. Just... I have a hard time not vocalizing okay. what I'm looking at in front of me. Yeah, yeah. I will take. 
reflex thoughts. Reflex thoughts. Okay. Um, so I have a bunch of kind of I- things or ideas or topics. Sure. And I'm just going to, I've got like 15. So okay. I'm just going to say them and then you just kind of give me your first impression or thought of it. Uh, of them and not i don't need a whole explanation of your whole thing but just for kind of sure like for this, sure this is the first thing like idea like word association yeah I'm exactly uh, okay so detective pikachu uh i haven't seen it yet so okay uh <laughs> thoughts on just the trailer or the idea of it it looks cute i like ryan reynolds uh that's enough all right cool goku uh he's a badass um he is like the ultimate innocent hero fifth uh it was an experience kingston I, I guess it's home, but uh, I don't want to go back. Cosplaying? Uh, never done it. Absolutely love enjoying it and watching it. Critical Role? Uh, never watched it. Um, don't do video podcasts. Oh, it's only video. I uh, typically yes. You don't do video podcasts. No. What does that? What do you mean? I mean, I realize I made one for a week, but oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't really watch video podcasts. Why not? I. I like the audio medium more because I get to paint the picture inside my head. I'm looking at three screens on your desk. You could be watching three at one time. Like I, <laughs> I could be, but uh, no, I just put on music. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Wow. I love video podcasts. <laughs> they're actually an issue because they ruined the audio format of it. Like, yes. Because they're like, oh, everyone's, it's so visual because they know the cameras are there and a lot of people are doing that. They forget to explain it for the audio listeners. 100%. So I find they ruined, they do ruin some things. And that's why I love true audio yeah, media. Yeah, me too. Uh, all right, keep, continue. Uh, God. Uh, I mean, he's not for everyone and I'm one of those people. Furbies. Uh, I, they existed. I never owned one. They were creepy and cute simultaneously. Seth Rogen. Uh, I wish people would think stop thinking that my dog is named after him. Joe Rogan. I wish people would start realizing my dog is named after him. Rogan the dog. Uh, he's pretty great. All right, that <laughs> is great. Uh, <laughs> that is the end of Reflex. Thoughts. Awesome. Those are all things I came up with. Uh, Matt, thank you for coming on this. This has been so much fun. Uh, I hope to come back and hopefully have a nerf fight at some point. One hundred percent. Yeah, totally. Anytime. <laughs> that sounds great. Uh. Final words from you in five words. Wrap wrap this up. Oh man, you're putting me on the spot. I think that was seven, but yeah, maybe I'll cut one of those out. <laughs> 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 All right. See ya. Thank you. Bye.